And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the regions. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women. Now that is in trouble right there, brother Jimmy. They done got the women stirred up, the Bible said. And uh, I come home uh, yesterday evening and my wife, we're in the middle of remodeling. We've got stuff everywhere. And it ain't been good. I come home and she done let me know she's got some of her friends over and they agreed with her. That they, they, I don't know how you're living in this house with all this junk piled everywhere. And uh, so the devout women were stirred up at my house yesterday. But the devout and honorable women, the Bible said, they were stirred up. And so they was already in trouble. And the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coast. They kicked them out. You get the, you get the women fired up. They'll, they'll, get, they'll put you on the run. They kicked them out of their coast. They kicked them out of their city. But they shook the dust off of their feet against them and come unto Iconium. And the, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. Philippians 4, chapter 4, this is also Apostle Paul. We were just reading about him here. But Apostle Paul tells the Philippians, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice. How many can say that with me today? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Hallelujah. You may be seated this morning if you're going to help me preach. If you ain't, just stay standing. Hallelujah. But there is some attributes to a modern-day Book of Acts church. A uh, modern-day Book of Acts church, and we covered it in the first couple lessons. Uh, they, it is a church that has some principles um, that goes along with being a modern-day Book of Acts church. And there's some things that we do that associate. And I believe with all of my heart, and man, they... I have people texting me and calling me and saying, man, you got to listen to the elder's sermon, what he preached tonight. You got... And so as soon as we got home from church uh, Wednesday night, I got my whole family. We just got together at my mother-in-law's house and uh, we just perched up and turned the, red, the, the phone deal there on the uh, podcast and we, we didn't go to bed until about 1230 because it, it was a while. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I told that. <laughs> I told dad, he was, uh, I said, I called him and I'd done heard, so I called him to see what's going on. And I said, Where are you at? It's 10 o'clock something. He said, I'm just going home from church. So, my Lord. So, we done had church. But the elder preached and we, we sat up there and we enjoyed every word that we heard uh, there with my family and my boys sitting around. I want them to know and believe this word of God. And I believe with all of our heart that this is an apostolic church. This is the church that believes the word of God. We believe that God still has the power to heal. We still believe that God still has the power to save. We still believe that God still has the power to bring you out of bondage into this marvelous light. We believe that God has the power to transform your life. We believe that God has the power to take away the addictions of this world that has you bound. You can leave here free today. You can leave here rejoicing today. You can leave here 
free from the bondage of this world. We preach the same doctrine as they preach in the modern day Book of Acts church. We preach the same message. We hold to the same values that they did in the Book of Acts. We hold and we lay down and we believe the things and we lay aside the things that they laid aside. We still believe in the only saving name. We baptize in the only saving name and, and whereby men must be saved and that is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We still baptize in the name. Not in the names, but in the name. Why? Because we are a modern day book of Acts church. I want the same power that they had in the book of Acts. I want the same power and demonstration in the Osho Apostolic Lighthouse that they did in the book of Acts. Say so what are you talking about preacher? There's some things that comes along with being a modern day book of Acts church. They also, they had the power, they healed, they saved, they delivered, they baptized, uh, they laid hands on the sick and they recovered, they laid hands on the dead and they was raised from the dead and I've seen all of that happen, I've been a part of some of them things that's happened, but one thing that they also have that we gotta have in the day and hour that we're living, we gotta have some joy in our lives, we gotta have some joy in our hearts. We don't need to come into church or we don't need to come into our jobs or go down to the marketplace with a, as the elder would say, with a face that you need to put a bridle on because we're so discouraged and so down and downtrodden. Uh, we don't need to be fighting the spirit of fear, but God said he's given the spirit of power and love and a sound mind. You don't have to stay up all night worrying about anxiety and what's gonna happen tomorrow. What about my job and what about this or, or where's my next job going to come from uh, but I come to tell you today uh, you can get up in the morning uh, and say uh, rejoice in the Lord always uh, and again uh, I say rejoice the Bible said that they were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost if you got the Holy Ghost this morning you gotta have you need to have joy in your life you need to be happy you need to get up in the morning like David said I was glad when they said unto me I get to go to the house of God I get to go to church I get to worship God I get to magnify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords My Lord, have mercy. When we come into church, uh, we don't need to stand around, uh, put your hands in your pockets, uh, thinking about tomorrow. Uh, but I come to tell you today, uh, you're in the presence of the King. Uh, you're in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Uh, you need to lift up your hands uh, and put a joy uh, in your heart. Uh, put a little praise uh, in your step and say, God, thank you for another day. Uh, thank you for saving me. Uh, thank you for calling me out of darkness into this marvelous light. I got something to be joyous about. I got something to be happy about. What are you talking about, preacher? I don't think when we come into church, it, need to, it needs to be to resemble a funeral parlor. I don't think we come in and we just stand around, uh, talk to one another. Uh, oh, what about yesterday? Uh, what about last week? Uh, but when we come in, we need to have one thing on our mind. Uh, I'm entering into the King of Kings uh, and the Lord of Lords. 
Now I'm going to tell you something. If I ever got to meet the king and the queen, Prince King Charles or whoever I believe it is now, I ain't worried about meeting that Prince Harry, whatever it is they got going on there. But they said, hey, King Charles is here. We're going to ask you to meet him, him and the queen. You think I'd go in there, Brother Donnie, and walk into that palace and there's the king and I got, I got a straightway path, Brother Howe, to get to go talk to the king right there and here is some servant um, there and not that I, he's better or worse or whatever, but it's, it's the principle if you allow me just to, to deal with the principles today. But I get to go talk to the king. I'm gonna waste my time with talking to some tourist or whoever's just standing there. No way, no sir, I'm heading right to the king. I got an opportunity. God, they gave me a small little window a few short minutes to get a talk to the king. I'm going to talk to the king. Well, that's the way I feel when I come to the house of God. Brother Jimmy, I get a chance to talk to the king for about 60 to 70 minutes. I'm going to talk to the king. I come to tell you this morning, I'm not going to waste my time on the world. I'm not going to waste my time on the things that this world has to offer. But for 60 to 75 minutes, elder, I'm going to go in and I'm going to talk to the king. I'm going to worship the king. I'm going to let the king know Hey, there's a joy in my heart. There's a joy in my soul. Spring up a well within my soul. We got the best thing on the top side of the earth. I don't think we need to come into the house of God and be, oh, well, I'm apostolic and ain't nobody wanna be. I come to tell you today, there's some people out there in that city. There's some people right down the road. There's some people that's in seeing distance of the church. We had somebody tell us the other day, I've just been driving by, live just right over here. I'm just gonna stop in and come to church with you one night. God just been dealing with me just to come in. I come to tell you today, God. God's got a people. God's going to have a people that's going to go and make themselves ready. I believe when they got together in the book of Acts, there was some celebrating going on. You say, well, preacher, that's, uh, I don't know. I'll just chalk that up to them being a newborn church. I'll just talk that up to, they just had an experience in the book of Acts chapter two. And uh, I'll just mark that up as that just being a new church. People get excited when they first get in church. Yeah, they do, but I'm gonna tell you something. And there's some that get excited when they come to church and I see it die off and they're not as enthused about the house of God as when they first got in it. But I can tell you, there's some people that's just excited today as they was 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30 years ago. I'm just excited today at 39 years of age as I was when I was 20 or 15. Matter of fact, brother hell, I'm more excited than I was when I was 15 or 20. I'm getting ready to meet the king. What are you talking about? I come to tell you that there, when the, when the new was wore off of it, when everything had settled down, I come to tell you decades later, they were still excited. They were still rejoicing. What are you talking about? Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Philippi and among other things, he admonished them, them again, rejoice, yeah, rejoice. 
rejoice. I come to tell you rejoice this morning. I come to tell you, you need to rejoice this morning. He said, I know you're going through some things, Philippi, but I come to tell you to rejoice. He said, I know the battle's rough, but I come to tell you to rejoice. I know the struggle is real, but I come to tell you rejoice. I know that there's controversies and troubles of life, but I come to tell you to rejoice, Philippi. Well, I come to tell you, Neosho Apostolic Lighthouse, you need to rejoice. I know the trouble's real. I know fear is real but I come to tell you get some joy in your heart get some joy in your life rejoice in the Lord always what are you talking about 11 times in 4 short chapters Apostle Paul commands Philippi to rejoice Four and four chapters, 11 times. There was something he was wanting them to know. To know, I want you to rejoice. I want you to rejoice. I want you to rejoice. Rejoice! Well, I wonder why Apostle Paul, he had such a thing on joy. I'll come to tell you that reason this morning. The book of Acts tells us that joy Characterize those who follow Jesus. Woo! I know it's a little quiet here this morning, but I come to tell you today, after Philip, after he reached and preached to Samaria, the Bible said the people believed and there was great joy in the city. Acts chapter 8. Well, I don't know about that. Well, let's look at Acts chapter 13. And after the work of Paul and Barnabas in Antioch, the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. Oh, well, I don't know. Well, let's look at Acts chapter 15 and verse 3. And they caused great joy unto all the brethren. Oh, uh, well, I still, uh, let's look at Acts chapter 16 and verse 34. And the conversion of Philip, the Philippian jailer, and he rejoiced believing in God with all of his house. Paul's instructions to the, Philipp, uh, the Philippians was more than just a suggestion. It was more than if, uh, if you feel like it. Come on. It was more, it was like the command when he said you gotta repent. That was a command. Here he He's looking at the church of Philippi and he's commanding them, you gotta rejoice. Oh, rejoice. I know you're going through trouble. I know this whole way of life's rough, but you gotta rejoice. If you're gonna make it, you gotta get some joy in your heart. You gotta get some joy in your soul. What are you talking about? Apostle Paul, he had the revelation. A joyous church is a victorious church. A joyous church is a revival church. A church that's got joy in their heart, joy in their family. Oh, they've got the Holy Ghost. So he commanded them to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let's look at the word joy here. According to the Holman Bible Dictionary, spiritual joy is the happy state that results from knowing and serving God. Joy is found over 150 times in the Bible. 
If you put words as joyous or joyful with that, well over 200 times in the word of God that God tells to rejoice, be joyous or joyful in the word of God. I believe God had a point that he was trying to make in all of scripture. Rejoice is the fruit of a right relationship with God. What are you talking about? I'm going to tell you something. You see it very few times, and I have seen it. A lot of them has turned herself over to a reprobate mind. But I've seen it, but I've seen it very few. But for the most part, elder, when you come in and they begin to worship God and dance before the Lord and worship an almighty God, that'll let you know that there's something right between them and God. You got sin in your life. You got sin in your heart. You committed sin. There's something about when you come into the presence of God, you really don't want to go pray um, or you want to go try to pray and repent before church starts. But there's something about that worship. If there's condemnation in your heart, it, it want to keep your, it want to make you want to keep your hands down. It want to make you keep your foot to the floor. Yeah, there's something about you don't want to raise them hands to an almighty God because why? Because you're ashamed. Uh, there's sadness in your heart. But when you come in, and I was talking Brother Tony about it, there's something when you come in and you've stayed right all week and you've had opportunity to sin and sin has presented itself before you and you've abstained from it, you've kept yourself from it, there's something about it. You can't wait to get to church. Why? Because I, 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 I stayed off of the sin. I stayed off. I staved off the, the things that's trying to creep in my life. I can't wait to, to get to church and say, God, I had the opportunity to sin but I didn't sin. Why? Because I love you, God. Because God, you're my all in all. You're my everything. There's a joy in your heart. What are you talking about? And let's don't be confused with carnal joy. I don't want to be. I don't want to confuse them this morning. Carnal joy is merely a state of feeling. Carnal joy is just, it's just the feeling that you have. Spiritual joy is the state of being. There's a big difference there. It's not just something people can create by their own effort. This is a relationship. It doesn't stem from human accomplishments or achievements. It finds its roots in a relationship with God. And since it isn't given to us by good times in this life, it can't be taken from us by the bad times in this life. I'm gonna tell you something. That's why when you have a funeral around the apostolic church and them people and you know beyond the shadow of a doubt, uh, like Sister Judy Baker, we had her funeral not too long ago. I'm gonna tell you something beyond the shadow of a doubt. It wasn't just a funeral service, but it was a going home service. 
I'm going to tell you something. When my grandpa Dave Sampson was, uh, we had his funeral, uh, there was people that got up uh, and they danced and shouted around the casket. Uh, oh, I know it wasn't probably the kosher thing to do, uh, but I'll come to tell you today, uh, it was a going home service. Uh, it wasn't nothing to be sad about. Uh, this is what we're striving for. Uh, this is what we're pushing for. Uh, there's a joy uh, within my heart. Uh, there's a joy uh, within my soul and within my being. never know what's going to happen around here at a funeral. Say, well, Helder, I don't know if I want my funeral. I'm going to tell you something. And I want this whole church to know. Some, I, I plan to live to be about 150, Brother Dylan. So uh, hopefully some of y'all still around here. But uh, the ones that get to make it uh, and get to live uh, to be that long and see me buried, I come to tell you today, I don't want no sad songs. I don't want no doom and gloom at my funeral. I'll tell you what, because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to meet the king. I'm living right. I'm doing right. I'm going up yonder. What are you talking about? The bad times of this world can't take the joy away from me because the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. What are you talking about? It's the joy that only flows from God alone. The old songwriter said, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. It's a joy beyond measure in the good times and in the bad times. It's joy. I'm not talking about happiness that changes with circumstance, but I'm talking about joy in the Lord always. This joy that I have, it's not affected by the things going on on the outside. I don't care, Brother Plappert, who the president is. I don't care if it's Obama and Biden, Trump. I don't care if it's Ted Cruz. I don't care who it is. That ain't gonna change the fact that I'm gonna rejoice in the Lord always. It's not gonna stop me from coming to church. I don't care who the governor is. I don't care who the senator is. I know one thing. I know who my God is. And my God ain't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The spiritual joy of the Bible refers to an inward religious motion which absolutely has to come to an outward expression. You walk around all day and you're beat down. As the elders say, you got a face you should have to put a bridle on to be led around. I'm going to tell you some things. If we dug inside your heart, if we dug inside, and I know there's certain things that, that, that happen to us and uh, unexpectedly, and man, if you're not careful, it'll get you down. And, but you, you, it shouldn't be, you shouldn't stay down. You, you shouldn't be walking around a month later with doom and gloom, but you got to get your head up. You got to square your shoulders back and say, okay, devil, you hit me with your best shot. Is that all you got? 
because I come to tell you today, I'm still going to be heading to the church. I'm still going to be going to worship in the King of Kings and the Lord. If if that's all you got, you're in trouble, devil. It's something on the outside which can't be contained and overflows on the outside. Woo! It's joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. Woo! What are you talking about, preacher? It's uncontainable joy. It is joy that that demands a voice. If you've got the joy of the Lord uh, that gives you strength, you don't need to be quiet about it. You shouldn't be ashamed about it. You shouldn't be ashamed to tell your family. You shouldn't be ashamed to tell your co-workers. You shouldn't be ashamed to tell your friends. Where do you go to church? Well, I'll tell you where I go. We're getting a sign in, and it will be up by our meeting time. Oh, we're gonna get it ain't the signing up. We're in a building project. But I go to Neosho Apostolic Lighthouse. I'm glad to be a part of an apostolic tongue talking holy roller church. What are you talking about? It's a joy that can't be denied. It's a joy that expresses itself in singing and in shouting, in dancing and rejoicing. Woo! That's why David, when that Ark of the Covenant was coming home, the presence of God, the glory of the Lord, man, there was the Ten Commandments in there, the Aaron's rod, the budded rod that was in there, there was the manna in that. And I'm gonna tell you something, woo! There was something about it when the Ark... We come in and God's gave you miracle after miracle. God's healed your body. God's healed your kids. God's touched your finances. And you come in and you sit on your hands and you sit on God. Don't you get mad when God don't bless you. Don't get mad when God don't touch your family. It's joy that flows from God alone. Paul, he understood that if you can take the pulse of an apostolic church and if you can measure it on an outward expression of an inward joy, it will always manifest itself on the outside. Elder was preaching Wednesday night just some of the things that should manifest itself on the outside of what should be going on on the inside. You can't hide it. You can't contain it. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Well, what are you talking I come today to tell you, you got a reason to celebrate. You got a reason to shout. I want to cut through all of the confusion in your life today and in your family's life. 
and I want to cut through the doubt and unbelief. I want to push past all of the problems and the worries and re that remind you uh, that uh, you're an old earthly vessel and you're here still on earth. And I want to cut through all that. And I want to come to tell you today that you are in the church of the living God. You are in a modern day book of Acts church this morning. You've got a reason to celebrate. You've got a reason to worship. You've got a reason to lift your hands. You've got a reason to get a one mind and one accord. What are you talking about? When visitors come through them doors, they shouldn't see a bunch of dead, dry saints standing there. After God's been good to you all week long, he's kept, he's kept his hand of protection on you, on your family, on your children, and you want to sit there? No. When that world walks in them two doors or these two doors back here, they ought to find you with your hands in the air, praising an almighty God with joy in your heart, joy in your soul, joy in your mind. What are you talking about? Sinners are affected by joy. Your co-workers are affected by the smile on your face. What are you talking about? Because this world don't have nothing to give them a smile about. They get it for a few hours on Friday night when they're stoned or drunk or whatever when they do their stuff. They get it when they're, they're not even conscious of their own body and their own feelings. But when all of that comes back down, there's something about it. They got a hangover. They've got a headache. They don't feel good in their body. They're trying to get some sleep. They're taking aspirin. They're taking Tylenol. Uh, they're trying. But I'm going to tell you something. When I get up on a Monday morning from high church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, I don't have to worry about a headache. I don't have to worry about a hangover. I'm going to tell you today why. It's joy. It's joy. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. And again, I say rejoice. What are you talking about? The rejoice, it attracts the sinner. This discouraged, they're looking over and they're down and they've seen you and you got more trouble than you know what to do with. Maybe you're getting laid off of your job. Maybe no telling what you're going through. Maybe you got a, uh, uh, man, we went down there to my, my wife's grandma's house and uh, man, they diagnosed her with cancer and man, we come in there and man, they was, it was down and crying and I, and I get it. But I'm gonna tell you something. We started having prayer meetings uh, Sister Wade she started crying and we started praying and bombarding heaven and I felt the Holy Ghost uh, Brother Ricky just like when we prayed for you the other day in your home, I felt the Holy Ghost move in that house uh, man I had the hair standing up on the back of my neck I looked around and everybody was praying and everybody was crying and everybody was, was getting in why uh, when the downtrodden uh, and they see you rejoicing through your troubles uh, and your trials uh, and when things ain't going your way but you still got your hands in the air saying God I'm going to rejoice this morning even though everything ain't going my way they look over and pretty soon if they can do it I can do it I can rejoice through my trouble I can rejoice through my trial rejoice what are you talking about 
Paul commanded the church to rejoice, but he didn't stop there. Just in case there would be some that would say, what have I, have to, what have I got to be happy about? I ain't got nothing to be happy about. Ain't nothing ever went my way. Ah, uh, you can be like Brother Caleb in the gun raffle, whining. Yeah, I can have nine out of ten raffles and still lose. And here I won the gun, Brother Hal, and here I was doing all the whining. But I, if you're not careful, uh, what do I got to be happy about? I ain't got a raise in uh, 10 years on my job, man. I'm still driving this. I'm still living in that. I'm still living in a house that's got junk piled everywhere. Brother, my wife ain't happy about it, but uh, there's something we come to church. We can get excited about being at church. Glory to God. Woo! But there was something about it when he said, you know what? Everything might not be going your way. Everything might be against you. Every time you turn around, your luck's run against you. But Apostle Paul said, I'll give you a reason to have joy in your heart. I'll give you a reason to rejoice. And he said, rejoice in the Lord. Don't rejoice in this world. Don't rejoice in the things going wrong. Don't rejoice in your job. But rejoice in the Lord. In the Lord. In the Lord. In the Lord. What are you talking about? I come to tell you today, you might not be able to rejoice because all your bills are paid. They're probably not. You might not be able to rejoice because you've got health in your body. You probably don't. But I come to tell you today, you can rejoice in the Lord. You can give praise in the Lord. You can rejoice in the Lord. Why? Because he can change your circumstance in a moment. He can change your circumstance in an instant, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. What are you talking about? Woo, mama sings that old song. He ain't never done me nothing ever. Done me nothing but good. Nothing but good. I come to tell you, the struggles that you're going through, that ain't because of God. The things that you're facing ain't because of God. You need to rejoice in the Lord. If anybody can change your circumstance, it's the Lord. If anybody can turn your problems around, it's the Lord. The Lord can do it. The Lord can heal your body. The Lord can save you family. The Lord can bring them. (laughs) Oh, Elder, I just don't know about all that. I'm going to tell you something. The key to the book of Acts church that turned the world upside down, that seen 3,000 souls added to the church daily. What are you talking about? Brother Caleb, it was the source of the joy. It was the joy that was in their heart. It was the joy that was in their soul. It wasn't from the old world, but it was from God and God alone. That's why they could rejoice no matter what life brought them. That's why they could rejoice even through the perils of their lives. That's why they could rejoice even when they lost all that they ever had because the joy wasn't in the world. The joy wasn't in the material things, but the joy uh, was in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. (laughs) 
What are you talking about? If we're going to have revival in Yosho Apostolic Lighthouse, we're going to have to find some joy. Hell can't handle a church that rejoices in the Lord. Can't do it. You want to drive them spirits out of your home? You got spirits in your house? You got spirits bothering your family? Spirits, I'm going to tell you something. I'd get some anointing oil, and I'd go anoint every doorpost. I'd go anoint every piece of clothing. I'd go anoint every, I'd, I'd, I'd anoint everywhere that anybody had to walk, any doorway. The front door, the back door, the side door, the garage door, whatever, the bathroom door. I, I, I would anoint, I would anoint Brother Walter's every door in that house. Why? Because I want to get the attention of the Lord. I want the devil to know, devil, you're not living here. You're not welcome here. There's a joy in my home. I want a joy in my family. I want a joy in my household. Let me tell you something, Daddy, you and Mama fighting. Mama, you and Daddy fighting. You want some joy in your house. You get some anointing oil or you get your Bible down and you say, let me tell you something, baby. Instead of fighting tonight, I want to read the Bible with you tonight. Let's pray a little while tonight. Let's, I want to hear your favorite Bible verse. I don't know if I know your favorite Bible. I want you to read it. What's your favorite chapter? What's your favorite verse? Get some joy in your family. Get some joy in your home. And I'll tell you one thing. When you walk into church, you won't be downtrodden. It won't take five songs to get you to raise your hand. But at the first beat of the drum, at the first note of the music, you'll have your hands in the air saying, oh, I'm thankful. Oh, I'm grateful. What are you talking about? Hell can't handle a rejoicing church. But it can shut down a church that rejoices in prosperity. I'm gonna hit something right here, felt in the holy. This facility that we have, we did not get it because of who we are, what we are, and what we own, and what we do. We, as a whole, as a church, don't make enough money to afford a facility in the natural as this thing. Don't do it. But I'm going to tell you something. If we start looking at ourselves through the eyes of prosperity, well, look what we've done. Look who we are. I ain't going to worship tonight because my suit. I don't want to get my suit dirty. Uh, my shoes. I don't want to scuff up my shoes. I, uh, man, these cost a lot of money. Uh-uh. I come to tell you, I want to deal with that spirit. And I'm going to tell you something. Are you preaching? I'm preaching myself today. I don't want to get the things of this world get me caught up where I'm dependent on it, where I look at it like it's my achievement. I have nothing, church. This old boy right here has nothing but what God has given me. My speech is not adequate. It's not eloquent enough. My intelligence is not good enough. I know that and I understand it and I thank God I'm smart enough to realize that and I'm not in there. But everything I have is because God and God alone has given it to me. And I come to tell you church, everything we have as a church, it's not because of who we are and what we are, but God has blessed us abundantly, pressed down, shaken together, running over. 
We get all caught up in the prosperity. The devil can slip in and shut a church down. He can choke. He can turn the water valve off and choke us down where we have nothing. And he pulls us back like he did the children of Israel so many times. When they got heady and high-minded, he'd send the Philistines in and conquer them and lead them off into bondage. He would send the Moabites in, the Babylonians, the Medes and the Persians. Pack them off into captivity. And they'd be in bondage. They'd begin to cry out to God. Oh Lord, elders writing notes down. We're in trouble now. Done gave them something to preach. But it's the prosperity of the wicked. Look what we've done. We did this. We've got all this. We have this. It's because of me. It's me. Uh-uh. I come to tell you it's because of him. And if you ever lose that vision, you're in trouble. If you think it's all about you and your intellect and your smartness and everything you got is because of you, I'm going to tell you something. You're in trouble. And I don't want to get as a whole, as a church, I don't want to look around and say, well... It's because uh, as a church we give more tithe uh, per capita than any. No, 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 no. It's because people come by that had a burden to give and they gave till it hurt. It's because sinners come by and they had a burden to see a church that wasn't even going to church and say, hey, I'll donate the land. I'll donate this. I'll give that. I'll write a check. I'll pay for that. Put that on my tab. And people, because there was a burden in the community and God wanted a church. You be faithful over a few things and God will make you ruler over many. Hallelujah. I got to hurry. It can shut down a church that rejoices in physical health. Woo. What are you talking about? If you ain't careful, man, this is who I am. I'm, we can do this. Well, if it don't happen, we'll just bow up and do it ourselves. We got, we've got, we might not have the finances, but we got the health. And, and I'm gonna tell you something. We got a church like that. We got a church that'll work and that'll pull together. We seen that in this building program. Men out here uh, didn't know really what they was doing, but they could stand and hold a wall, and they can, they could run a, a piece of pipe or a, a piece of conduit, whatever it was. And we had a will to work, like in the book of Jeremiah. But I don't never want to get the spirit on us that it's all us it's all about us and it's all about our strength and our prosperity God keep us humble in your sight keep us humble in the church keep us humble in this world God just let us Lord be a worker in the kingdom let us just rejoice in your blessings rejoice in the things that you blessed us with it can destroy a church that rejects that rejoices in power, prestige, and pride. Don't think because of who your name is, and I'm talking as much to myself as anybody, because my, my grandpa was Jim Triplett, I can get by, because I got a heritage. No, 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 no. Bible says save yourself. You save yourself. My, my wife, she, she got a little saying with the kids. They come, she said, you worry about yourself. She says it kind of funny to the kids, make it laughing, but she's giving a point. I'm going to tell you something. I come to tell you, you worry about yourself this morning. 
You put pride aside. You got pride. And I believe every man should have a little pride in them, the way they look, the way they dress. But I'm going to tell you something. If that pride rises up so much that you can't worship, you can't jump, you can't run, you can't dance, you can't give God your praise and your worship, I'm going to tell you something. You need to go down to the half and half. You need to go down to uh, the Salvation Army and get you some clothes that you can come into this church and lift up your hands and worship and magnify the name that is above every name. I'm going to tell you something. I got to go. I got to quit. I got to get some of this out of here. Um, put it aside so I can get done. I'll be like the elder. We'll be having church over two hours. Glory to God. Somebody help me. The key to the apostolic victory is in your praise. The key to apostolic church is in your praise. Through your obstacles, through your trials, when hell's come against you, when hell's unleashed against you, and you still walk into this house, and everything ain't went your way, and everything is down on you and you lift your hands and say God you're still a mighty God you're still a God that I look to that I call on in the time of trouble Paul goes on to command them rejoice in the Lord always not when you feel like it not when life's good not when you're on top of the mountain but you still rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice when things are going bad. Rejoice when you're in the valley. Rejoice when you're at the top. Rejoice when you're at the bottom. Rejoice when you're broke. Rejoice when you got money. The Apostle Paul commanded the church to rejoice in the Lord at all times, under all circumstances. Well, Preacher, it's easy to say that when everything's going your way. Everything ain't going my way, but I'm going to tell you something. Everything wasn't going Apostle Paul's way either. You know, when he wrote to the Philippians... You know, when he wrote to Philippi, you know, when he penned these letters, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. You know, when he put, took pen in hand and took a piece of paper and, you wrote, and he wrote it down. What are you talking about? He was in prison at that very moment. He was in jail, stocks and chains and bonds at that very moment. He was in prison and he's sitting there in prison and he's waiting. He'd done been tried in the court and he had done been found guilty. And he was sitting there and he was waiting for his life to be taken from him. And he's sitting there waiting for the guards to come and get him to cut his head off. And he says, you know what? I believe, give me a pen. Give me a paper, Brother Tony. I know that my, my situation looks bleak but let me tell you what, Philippi, I know you're going through some things. Oh, but let me tell you something. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Oh, preacher, I don't know about all of that. I'm gonna tell you something. There was guards sitting there looking at him, waiting for him to make the wrong move, waiting for him to try to escape. And they're looking over his shoulder and he's, they're looking at him and he's saying uh, to the church uh, in Philippi, 
I write unto you these things. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And them soldiers are looking at him saying, man, are you crazy? Man, do you know what you're really doing? No, they just didn't have what Apostle Paul had. They just didn't experience what Apostle Paul had experienced. Oh, in the book of Acts, they experienced joy with the Holy Ghost. What are you talking about, preacher? Oh, you can say to rejoice in the Lord always, but through his ministry, he suffered imprisonment. He, he suffered whippings. He suffered shipwreck. He, 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 he suffered exposure to death, danger, hunger, thirst, fatigue, and cold. You can find all of that in the book of 2 Corinthians. But I come to tell you today, he still said, rejoice in the Lord. I come to tell you today, rejoice. I don't care what you're going through, rejoice. I don't care what you're looking at, rejoice. Apostle Paul and the elder, he's preached this message before and it stuck with me. Maybe I should have took some notes and I could have preached it better. But when he uh, was there and he was dealing with false teachers and false doctrine coming into the church and all of these brethren was accepting this new false religion and doctrine from all of these new brethren that was coming into the church and they was talking about peril and, and all the troubles and trials and who was there and, and seeing the persecution and they was basically going around and asking the church at Corinth, uh, Thessalonica, uh, uh, they was going around and uh, asking all at Philippi, all these churches, and they was asking, well, did you see what the Apostle Pauls went through? Was you there when, when Jesus Christ was crucified? Was you there when, they, when all these, Stephen was martyred? No, we wasn't. Well, how do you really know what, uh, everything they went through? You, uh, you don't know. And Apostle Paul, he's sitting in prison. And man, he gets right up and he gets up in his spirit just like I would if somebody come in to the apostolic church and said, you need to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you something, Brother Adam. I'd get up if I had to stand up and testify and say, hey, I just want this church to know it's still uh, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ uh, for the remission. Don't believe none of that mess. Elder Triplett, he preached somebody one time. I'll never forget, I ain't saying no name, I ain't digging up old bones. But this man got up and he preached and he preached over an hour uh, and preached and preached and preached. And he got down, Brother DJ, and he went and sat down. Pop Triplett got right up there and he stood up there and he said, Hey, church, I just want you to know, I don't believe a word that man just said. Woo! Thank God for a shepherd. Thank God for a man that wasn't afraid to stand up and say, I still believe truth. I still believe righteousness. I still believe it. Was he popular? No. But he stood up and said, hey, I don't believe a word that man just said. Woo! Why? And Apostle Paul, he got up and tight in his spirit and he began to write, I was there at the stoning of Stephen. I was there. I seen, I myself has been through persecution. I myself has been left her dead. I myself has been in the waters of the deep. I myself has been shipwrecked and hungry and destitute.
He was standing up and he was letting the church know you don't believe this false doctrine. You don't believe this mess. You don't believe it for one moment. I was there. I seen it myself and I still say rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. What are you talking about? The Bible said when Paul and Silas and I got to hurry, I'm trying to quit. When Paul and Silas, when they first preached the gospel in Philippi, they were beaten. They were flogged. They were thrown in prison. Their feet were fastened in stocks and chains. And the Bible said, Woo! And at midnight. Hallelujah. And at midnight, Paul and Silas sang praises unto God. Woo! I might be in stocks and chains today. I might be in prison today. I might be in the prison of my mind today. The devil might be wearing me out today. He might tell me my circumstance will never be different. He might be telling me, oh, it's never going to go your way. You're never going to have a good retirement. You're never going to live to see a rapport. You'll never see your grandbabies. You'll never see your husband. You'll never see your family. You'll never see your kid. I'm going to come to tell you today why the devil's trying to shackle you in them chains and in that dungeon. You need to lift up your voice and begin to sing praise under God and say God I still trust you Lord I still trust you Lord I still trust you rejoice in the Lord he didn't say just say it he didn't say I'll just say it he said I'll say it and I'll live it Ah, you can look to me I'll be your inspiration. I'll be your example. I'll be everything that the world says you can't be. I'll go through persecution. I'll be willing to lose my life. But again, I'm going to praise the Lord while I have a chance. I'm going to praise the Lord while I have a chance. I'm going to rejoice and rejoice always. When you don't have nothing to praise about, rejoice in the Lord. When you're with believers, rejoice in the Lord. When you're with doubters, rejoice in the Lord. When you're by yourself, rejoice in the Lord. Some of your best moments in God will be by yourself. Some of your best moments of touching God will be by yourself in prayer. Young ladies, ladies, Instead of getting your spirit all stirred up like we talked about in the scripture, getting mad at the preacher and the things that's being preached, why don't you find yourself a place to pray? Why don't you find your little prayer closet? Why don't you kneel down and say, you know what, God, instead of being stirred up in my spirit, God, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. You won't. I'm going to tell you something. You want a blessing for your home? Find you a prayer closet. Find you an altar in your home. God will bless you like you've never been blessed. God will bless your family like they've never been blessed. If you'll rejoice when things are bad. Wherever you find yourself, rejoice. What are you talking about? Oh, through all of this, through all persecution, 
through all everything that goes bad, I'm going to just tell you to rejoice. Maybe you've grown weary on the journey. Rejoice. Perhaps you have problems and trials. Rejoice. Rejoice. Remember one thing. All scripture, as they come to the music, is given by the inspiration of God. God doesn't repeat himself lightly or just to repeat himself. God don't say rejoice, and again I say rejoice, and rejoice and rejoice and rejoice 11 times just to be saying rejoice. This scripture, every word in this book is given under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, under his spirit. His divine word. Hey, I want you to write this down right here. Say this. Put it like this. Say it like this. Why? Because God had a purpose for his word. Whether it been for that time or whether 2,000 years later in the day and hour we're living. God don't repeat himself lightly. God said, the things that I say, they will not return void. Cast your bread upon the waters. They will not return void. They always accomplish their purpose. What are you talking about, preacher? If he moves upon Apostle Paul to write rejoice, rejoice, and again, I say rejoice, there is a meaning behind it. And we need to take note of it today. What are you talking about? Just in case you're mired in your pity. Just in case you missed what was being said. Just in case you have doubt and fear trying to take over your life and rob you of the word of God. Paul says, you know what? If you got all that working in your life, I want you to know it. God said, I want you to know it. You might not catch anything else out of this message. You might not get nothing out of the book of, of Philippians. You might not catch nothing else out of your reading, out of that whole book of Philippians. But I want you to catch one thing. If you don't catch anything else, rejoice, 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 rejoice. What are you talking about? If you forget anything else, remember, rejoice. If you're in sin, rejoice. If you're in mire, rejoice. When things ain't going your way, rejoice. If you stumble and you fail, rejoice. What are you talking about? Apostle Paul wrote them, and if you'll study this out, they were at a point and a danger of losing their apostolic identity as they wrestled with things of life. They was getting caught up in this world. They was getting caught up in the trials and the circumstances and the persecution of the church. They was going into cities and they was getting run out of cities. They was getting kicked out of their towns, out of their villages, out of their synagogues. But he said, you know what? I don't want you to lose your identity. 
you have the Holy Ghost, it comes with joy today. It comes with peace. If you're struggling in your worship, you need to ask God to renew your joy. If you're struggling and coming to church, you need to ask God, God, I need you to revive my joy within me. Restore, God, my joy. We need to make our worship fresh this morning and renewed as the morning. How does this happen? I come to tell you, you need to make up your mind. I'm going to worship him no matter how I feel. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord no matter what's going on in my life. Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. You need a little joy today? Rejoice. You need some promises to come true in your life? You need to rejoice. Well, preacher, I don't know. I'm going to tell you something. Rejoice. You know what we need to do? We just need to get back to an old-fashioned apostolic move of the Holy Ghost. You know what that is? Our young people experienced it at that youth camp down there. Our young people, an hour after church was over, an hour. Our young people, 13, 14, 20, mid-20s, over there. They said, hey, you're dismissed. You can go eat, go have a good time. Ones that want to keep praying and worshiping, more welcome, stay and pray. And I will say one thing about them two speakers. And I made mention to some of the preachers that was there at the dinner table. Brother Cody Marks and the Booker. Over an hour every night there was people praying. And them two speakers, Brother Aaron, they never left. They could have went. They preached their guts out. They was tired. They could have went and ate and by all accounts had the right to do it. But I watched them two men go and from one young person to the next young person, they begin to pray with them. And not just a little, Lord, lay me down to sleep. Help my soul, my soul to keep. No, they prayed fervently, Brother Donnie. They prayed for them young people. I'm talking laying on other hands. And I've seen our young people hour after church slain in the spirit, laid out in the floor, speaking in tongues, drunk in the Holy Ghost. Well, preacher, I don't believe it. I'm going to tell you something. I believe it. We packed them to the dorm rooms and we put them in their beds because they couldn't do it. They was, they was uh, drunk in the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, drunk in the fluence uh, of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you something. We need an old-fashioned old brother Samson. You're going to make us do that on a Sunday morning? No. I'm going to just tell you I'm going to invite you to this altar and you can rejoice and you can give God the praise uh, however you want to do it. I'm not asking you. You got to rump, jump, roll on the floor. But I'm going to tell you something. If you're struggling with some things in your life, if you're struggling with health issues, financial issues, addictions, uh, if you just need... Uh, a spiritual blessing from God. I want you to come up here and if you would praise him just like Apostle Paul meant when he said rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And if he can do that in stocks and bonds and in prison, if he can rejoice in the Lord and praise and sing praises unto God in his circumstances, all I'm asking you is to give God the same praise and the same worship and the same rejoicing. 
Sister Stacy, sing something this morning. I want you to come today and give God the worship.